Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we have a special guest. So our special guest today is Jennifer Watson, the owner of Jennifer Watson Leadership, and she is a dynamic speaker and coach with a gift for intuitive and visionary coaching. She's an expert in wellness and leadership development, identity and mental edge enhancement, post-trauma growth, movement and change adaption, and soul-aligned living. Incorporating her expertise along with her athletic gifts as a former collegiate athlete and All-American, she's ecstatic to share a message of strength, courage, hope, and against those mountaintops that may seem unattainable. With 20 years experience in business and leadership management and health and wellness advocacy, she inspires those to unleash her potential and performance in all areas of their life. Her gift is truly to tap into the leader's zone of genius in wellness and in leadership to create extraordinary lives. Jennifer Watson and Watson Wellness has given rise to Jennifer's great passion of supporting people in their journey to live epic health, epic leadership, and their epic legacy that they were designed for. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited <laughs> to have you. You know, it's thank you so much, first and foremost, um, Kelsey, for having me on the show. I love just connecting with high frequency vibe people like you, because I, I do believe in masterminding and creating a stage and a platform for people to just learn from each other. So thank you, first and foremost. And when people do intros on me, it makes me know that I'm in the work that I need to be in because it gets gives me chills and it inspires me to continue to do the work that I do. So thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Yay. Oh, that's so awesome to hear. And I would love to just hear a little bit as well about your story. I mean, you've you've had 20 years of experience in business and leadership. You were all American with track and field, and you've studied a lot of this emotional intelligence work. What are some of those you know moments in your life that cause this? I'm sure you've had mountains of your own that have led you to helping people conquer their mountains. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. You know, I love it. You know, I always think of different ways to look at my story and I really appreciate my story. Kelsey, sometimes it makes me get to the point that I get emotional because each of us have had those come to Jesus moments, right? And many come to Jesus moments. And those are the moments we get to learn. And I've been honored to have a lot of amazing and amazingly tough moments where I've learned so much. And yes, I, I come from an athletic background and I had a lot of success there, but I also had a lot of struggles in wellness, in particular mental wellness. And I speak very openly about it anymore because I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And even in this last year, it's really come full circle for a lot of people. And I had severe chronic dep depression for many, many years and it affected many areas of my life. And go figure, I still was really, quote, successful on the surface in struggling with a demon inside. And it really, the reason why I mentioned that is one of the biggest pivot points in my life and the come to Jesus moment where you're sit, kind of sipping soup through a straw on a floor is that's when I had to make a decision, you know, a do or die decision of where I want to take my life and create impact. And it started me to move in different areas of wellness as a practitioner, as an integrative physical therapist, I could start treating myself and helping myself and helping others in all areas of wellness beyond physical. So I went from high performance athletes to helping those also in the mental wellness platform, which we find affects all areas of your life along with physical. And then from there, I've just transitioned to all these different dances where I feel like when you go through tough stuff like that. And I have many other examples where it shifts you into other areas of greatness, other areas that actually were always a part of you, great gifts, but then were 
unlayered when you go through something. So I've expanded my ability to help people as an integrative practitioner into areas of coaching and speaking where now I can speak on wellness advocacy, on leadership advocacy, simply because I've had a couple businesses now and I see there's a breakdown in leadership and wellness. And often if one is broken, the other one is, is as well. And I love honing the wellness platform more than mental, emotional, spiritual component. That's where I see a lot of people struggle. And it's where I love to get with people because I find they make the biggest jumps in wellness and overall life when we really stabilize that. And then leadership, you know, my bread and butter is really dialing in someone's unique leadership, which includes their intuition, their emotional intelligence, their gifts, their passions, their love language, their communication. And when you dial both of those together, this wellness and leadership dance, I've just learned a journey through, through all my struggles. I've come up with this great platform to serve people where Everybody needs good wellness, honey. Everybody needs good leadership for themselves and they can transcend that to so many areas of their life, whether it be business or family and so many things. And it literally gives me goosebumps. It makes me excited that I'm continuing to journey in other areas where I can create impact in different ways, in bigger ways, in just ways that I was meant to all along. But it took all these little struggles and hurdles and I've had many more, but I would say that come to Jesus where I was really broken from a mental wellness perspective, did I start actually seeing all of the goodness in me and start cre- you know, creating a, a voice for myself beyond shame, right? And I think that's really important for all of us to do. So that's why I'm here. This is why I get to share the message and take all my expertise and yes, certifications, but really my unique story because all of us have it, don't we? And now I get to give it to the world and help facilitate people get to their best level because that's what this life is about is, you know, the two things I always say that human beings really desire all of us is one to be loved and one to use our gifts to create impact in the world, period. Right. So if we can do that. If I can help support people get there, just like I have. Yay. Cause honey, my work is my playground. And if I can do this work and continue to do it with what I've, I've gotten as far as expertise through my story, I'll keep, I'll keep doing it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, that is so awesome to hear. It is always like this um, intoxicating, but there has to be a better better word, this elated feeling of connecting with people that are fully embodied in their purpose. Um, My mom has this beautiful big thing that says the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away Um, and Ah, being able to share that. I love that too. And I think that, you know, if I kind of reflect back before I started getting into personal development and kind of redefining leadership, I viewed leadership as being like the top political leaders. I also felt like, well, I just want to help people, but like world impact, it just all felt too, Mm -hmm. so intimidating. Um, But I, I think something that I'm hearing you say a lot with this too is, that the things in our life are happening for our evolution. It's not happening to us. It's not here to punish us. It's not here to, th- th- those are the things that help create our greatness is that journey of, of overcoming it. Um, and so what were some of those things in the beginning of your, I would say, awakening, the beginning of your personal empowerment journey, your self-love journey um, that really helped you, you know, cause when you were like saying from that rock bottom and you build yourself up, what were some of those things that supported in, that, that ascension, that transition. Yeah. You know, I think for me, um, I had to realize one that I wasn't strong all the time and actually strength came from my vulnerability, from my, my pitfalls, from everything that I was hiding so much of, um, two, I believe, and that's very hard to step out into that 
It is very hard. But when you open that door of vulnerability to the right people, not everybody deserves to know everything about you. Just side note. Okay. They have to earn, you know, knowing more about your world. When you pick those people, you need to be able to be vulnerable and authentic. And by the way, that's part of a really strong leader. So understanding that I couldn't be strong all the time actually made me stronger. Does that make sense? And also knowing that this journey of life really required me to not only be the Sparta leader, the warrior, get shit done, you know, A plus B equals all this stuff, but it required me to pull in my luscious side. I love the word luscious. It's a word I use a lot, my softer side, my more vulnerable side, which I used to associate to weaker side, but I found one and I really, really was willing to lean into that. My emotional intelligence grew. My intuition grew. My empathy for self first and others grew. My compassion grew. So when I could let go of being sparred all the time and learning this beautiful dance of both sides of me, it was it was the second aha for me. So first was really being very vulnerable to the right people. And I will say that nobody deserves your vulnerability. I'm going to curtail that from Renee Brown. Okay. I love her, but I, I believe that there has to be this, this beautiful honesty and discernment with others you connect with understanding that you cannot be strong all the time and it's going to be exhausting. You're finally going to break down. But once you're willing to acknowledge that you are strong all the time, <laughs> vulnerability is strength in the Sparta and lusciousness and all this, the masculine and feminine, and all of us. And I've really gained a lot of momentum, emotional stability, ability to dial in my impact, even with when junk hits the fan, like adversity last year was like, whatever I was doing my th same thing. I usually do. People were like, how's your schedule change? I'm like, it hasn't changed <laughs> because I'm moving in more to who I am. And it really required me to understand I'm not strong all the time, which means I am strong by being open and vulnerable and authentic, but also seeing all sides of me, that it didn't have to be all just one person. And I think as leaders, we do, by the way, have an idea of like, we have to be strong, non-emotional, lead, not listen to anybody else. When really it's about be emotional, show that side, get feedback, delegate, bring your team in, let them be vulnerable. Like, it, leading is really understanding. It's not about you, but it's all about you. <laughs> what I mean is it's really about you and all the stuff you need to break through in the blocks. And once you get past that and the vulnerability, then you realize it's all about everybody else. Like you said, fan your gifts to the world. So I would say those are the top two things that I've learned during the big crutches in my road is being weak, being vulnerable, reaching out, knowing I don't have to, quote, be strong in what I call the world sense strong and knowing I can be Sparta and knowing I can be luscious and I can be fun and I can be smart and I can be stand up and, you know, don't mess with me. And I can also back up and be that there's all sides of us. And we just have to understand that those all need to be expressed in the ones we're limited in. Just be humble enough to fan and grow them because we all have areas we need to grow. And as leaders, we need to understand that. And the way I grow is by connecting with people like you, humbly always learning and being a student. And that's my third point. I would say with that as I continued and will always be a student to get myself out of severe depression. I had to take a freaking butter knife and smack through a, a jungle and use every resource, mental, emotional, physical practitioners, EMDR, cognitive remapping, change in death. Like I had to go all in. I had to go freaking all in. And that's when things change on every area of my life. All in, all in. This is a do or die. And I'm not living like this.
And that is something I've carried to and what people need to understand. Once you realize you're going to be strong all the time, once you realize you can fan all parts of you, it's okay. By the way, side note, and not everybody's going to like you. There's 8 billion people in the world. Not everybody's going to like you. Learn to live with it. It's okay. <laughs> the right ones that want to support you will be in your tribe, honey. They will be in your tribe and just be willing to be open and take the freaking butter knife if that's all you have and fight for your life because it deserves to be fought for. And that's how I create joy and impact for sure. A hundred percent. I have goosebumps. I have chills hearing you say that, and especially the beginning part of the, the, the strength of realizing Mm -hmm. taking that expectation to try and be perfect all the time and strong all the time was the thing that brought you the strength that it's all beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's all acceptable, you know, and that Mm -hmm. really, when I was hearing you say, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the feminine energy, the willingness to receive the willingness to be open, that willingness to be fluid instead of rigid. You know, we need both. We absolutely need both. Um, And, you know, there's definitely been moments in my own life too, where it came down to choosing to live and making that choice of saying, no, this is, if I'm not living, I'm dying, which sometimes I think that black and white mindset can not be beneficial, but in this Mm -hmm. situation, especially when it comes down to that depressive state of Mm -hmm. not wanting to be here, making that decision saying I live. And I literally yes. had moments where I'm saying, Kelsey lives, Kelsey lives, yes. Kelsey lives, yes. Kelsey lives, Kelsey lives. And it sounds like that was a similar experience that you were having. And like those, those things that you're sharing are just so powerful. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny because another thing I want to give to everybody, like I love giving bullet point ideas, you guys, because I want you to dial in quickie, quickly, quicker than I did. And one thing I always ask you, ask better questions of yourself. And I remember someone asked me a better question. When I was in that moment. Kelsey. And they said, what do you want on your epitaph? And I'm like, oh my God, that's like morbid. Are you kidding me? What do you want? And I thought about it and I knew right away. I'm like, I want on my epitaph for it to say, Jennifer lived life and lived it hard, lived life. And, I, and I'm like, that's it. And what's funny about a month ago, before I left Colorado, I had a friend say to me, she's like, you know what? what I'd say about you, Jennifer. I'm like, what? She's like, you really know how to live. Like you really live life to the fullest. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do every day. That's how I create joy. Am I good at every day? Do I get on the wrong side of the bed? Come on, you guys, of course we're human beings. But what you just said, sometimes it takes more pushes and shoves to get there, but that's what I want to remember right? Ask myself a better question. You guys, all of you listening, I don't care if it's in your business, you're struggling in your personal life, in significance, ask yourself a better question. And you do that by the way, by getting really quiet, get still and quiet. I literally was talking to a multimillionaire, like I was coaching him and he's like, well, tell me what you want me to do with this problem. Like get quiet. He's like, what do you mean? Get quiet. He was like, that's it. That's what I'm paying you for. And I'm like, get quiet. And like, and then after five minutes, better questions will come to you. And then the process begins when I got quiet and was willing to get quiet and feel the crumb. Better questions came to me. What do I want my epitaph? Then all this domino effect happened of all these awesome things I want to do to create impact in the world. And by the way, side note, Kelsey, I want to affect a million people to create peace and joy in their life. That's my goal. That's, that's how I want to create impact. You're like, that's a big goal. I'm like, no, it's not. Not if you know a tribe, you know, I can do it just like I know you can do it. You got to be aligned with that. And it starts with a good question and getting super quiet with that. And all my leaders that I connect with, I don't care if it's a business goal, a health goal, a financial goal, get freaking quiet. Sit with the noise a minute, get, get in the yuck, get the feel. Your brain will calm down. It'll say a better question. 
a better question to answer that problem. And then they just, you just take off. And that's where the joy comes from. By the way, I don't believe that everybody can be happy all the time. Side note. I really don't. Life happens. There's too yeah. many fires. It's actually like a dysfunction if yes. someone's happy all the time. A hundred percent. But I do believe you can have joy and peace. And that was something that I had to really, I, that was foreign to me. Just, I'm like, how are you peaceful and joyful? I was actually, I'd admit angry. I'd get angry at people like, why? Because I couldn't, I didn't have it. It was a significance piece, a shame piece, all this other that we don't even have to go into today. But I realized where it was coming from. And then now I'm like, now I'm experiencing that peace and joy. I mean, and I know, I remember one time my mom gave me this like poster above my wall or she actually mailed it to me and it says, peace comes from within right? Isn't that the truth? Oh my, you know, and it's like find peace in our outer world. If we haven't cultivated in our internal world and and not until you probably hit the come to Jesus moment. Can you look finally up at that pregnant and go, Oh, I get it. Then you get quiet. Then the right questions come. And then you start having joy and creative ideas. And it just, the domino effect continues and all this other stuff that we do as coaches, it just gets fun because people finally get it. But sometimes you have to hit the brick road. This is why I'm like, I love 2020. There's been so many people that have broken through all this crap and raised trauma and stuff to the source. They are ready to rock and roll in 2021. I love 2020. Not for the ways that I usually would like other years, but it was a beautiful area of growth and reading self and creating wellness and getting rid of the crap. Because life is short, even if you live a long time, isn't it? Life is short if you even live a long time. So use it, create these moments of, of learning opportunity, ask better questions, get luscious, get Sparta, really own your crap and just be okay with it and tell someone. And those things are ultimately strength and courageous and they bring you to what your podcast is all about. True tapping into joy is easier than you think, but it requires some hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. yeah. That is so cool to hear, you know, that process and that journey that you've been on as well. And I love that he asked you about, you know, what would be on your tombstone, your your epitaph, Mm -hmm. what would be on there? That's actually something that I've done with a lot of my past clients and they are always kind of like, oh, what? You know, very turned off by it. But it's almost this beautiful thing of humbling ourselves to, yes, we are going to die. Yes, we do have a limited time. Yes, this isn't a dress rehearsal. And like we're worthy of taking up that space. Yeah. I think that's like a big thing too, yeah. is, is the decision to live, but then decision to make an impact yeah. with that yeah. and trusting ourselves in that process. hundred percent. And, and even getting quiet requires trust because we have to trust that whatever comes up is worth listening to. Right. Right. And you know, it's really interesting because even some of my, my friends and colleagues and people I've even coached that I absolutely respect and do a lot of personal development as leaders of their team this past year, they've had a lot of overwhelm and a lot of uncertainty that's created a lot of lack of peace and joy, even for them. And one thing I always say, think of one thing you can do. And I do this, like these are steps I do with a lot of my clients, you guys. So listen up, think about one thing you can do that you're certain about. There are, there's a lot of uncertainty out there in the world. There's one thing you can do in your home every day that you can be certain about. I don't care if it's doing stuff for your kids. I don't care if it's going to work and just being a servant, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you can control something in your environment. You can be certain about something in your environment. And when we do that, that actually starts changing the neurochemistry in our brain to start problem solving other things outside our environment to create less uncertainty in our bigger environment. So start with one thing that you can be certain about. And as far as overwhelm, 
It really is about, again, creating space and quiet to be willing to feel the feels of overwhelm. And then from there, I say, brain dump, brain dump all your fears, all your beliefs, just brain dump, 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 dump. This year, I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid, whatever it is. And you're talking about with journaling, right? Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's the second thing I would say for that overwhelm piece to do. So first for uncertainty, pick one thing in your environment that you can be certain of as a leader. I don't care if it's just one tiny thing. It starts changing and mapping your brain to organize things in different ways and problem solve for bigger things outside that area. Second, for the overwhelm, dump. Dump on a journal. Yes. Fears, frustrations, dump it out. And then get super grateful on three things. You guys, this all takes like 10 minutes. And then after that, visualize how you want your day to go. You know, your brain doesn't know if you're feeding it truth or you're feeding it make-believe. Did you know that? It just knows you're feeding it something. So feed it something good and it starts drawing in again, problem solving ideas to bring in people, places, things to make you less overwhelmed, right? So for all my leaders out there that have struggled, we do a lot of different things to help hone performance and dialing in your zone of genius and creating ease and flow. But if you feel and consistently have felt this year overwhelmed and uncertainty and creating lack of joy, start with one thing that you think you can be certain about you guys, all of us have one thing. And that creates a domino effect. Second, for overwhelm, dump. Dump the things you're, you're afraid of. That's okay. We're human. Then three things that you're grateful for. And then visualize for two minutes how you want your day to look like. Your brain doesn't know if it's make-believe or not. It doesn't know if it's past, present, or future. It just knows what you're giving it. And then it will serve you up. And trust me, you will see people, places, things that come to you that will support you to decrease overwhelm, improve certainty, and guess what? bring you joy and the things you love to do the most. And that's true leadership right there, girls. (laughs) Mm, Yes, yes, yes. Snaps, 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 (laughs) you know, and something that came to mind when you were saying that is like about trusting that people, places, things will come into our Mm -hmm. life is it's shifting from that worst case scenario to the best case scenario, how you're saying, visualizing what it is that you want. And then there's a level of being open. And so, yes, if we're used to being givers, 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 which I think a lot of women fall under that category as being nurturers, Mm -hmm. is that valve to receive open or closed? Because if it's closed, we aren't going to notice those things. So was like the giving and receiving and that fluidity, has that been a part of your journey? Have you noticed for yourself? Like, since Uh, you seem like someone who's been like, you'll take the charge. Yes. Giving and receiving is huge because when you give and when you receive, again, it taps into that other side of you where your intuition, emotional intelligence lives, your your creativity lives, your joy gets balanced out there, lives. So giving and serving is huge. And by the way, I am a wellness practitioner, so I get really sciencey about this stuff, but you guys... When you give and serve, guess what? It is the number one activity that they've seen in research that does the biggest change in your brain to dump in happy pills, optimize your creative zone for problem solving, calms down the sympathetic fight or flight state, puts you in parasympathetic, creates peace and joy. And when you're in a peace and joyful state, it creates more momentum for even more better decisions, more giving and serving, more impact. It all creates changes. And the other thing with giving and serving, I really want to go there, um, Kelsey, because I'm always about leveraging activities that change the biggest things here so you can continue the momentum. Giving and serving, again, opens up spaces in your brain, dumps happy pills, all that great stuff. But understand when we really give and serve. We get out of this mode of perception 
that life is happening to us versus for us, right? I mean, that's a huge thing. And again, remember perception shifts, all this stuff. And by the way, second neuroscience geeky moment is your brain is an automatic search engine. If you don't stimulate it with new activities, giving, serving, giving gratitude, visualization of what you want to do differently, it will go back to what it knows, honey. And if it's depression, scarcity, overwhelming, sorry, it'll go back to that because it's all so lazy. It's an, it wants to achieve what you want it to do if you stimulate it, but it's also minimalist. It will go back to what you've given it in the past. So start with something big, give and serve, and it'll blow the mind. It'll go, oh, you want me to go this direction. Your brain has 100,000 miles worth of blood vessels in it. Did you know that? It has 100 billion neuronal connections. It is the most adaptable organ in the human body. So think about it. If you just stimulate with the giving and the serving, it takes it. It's like, okay. And it starts expanding these other areas that you want to create that give you joy, that give you ability to problem solve, that give you this piece of ease and flow in every area of your life, including leading yourself. So these little things, you guys, that we're talking about, brain dumping, visualization, um, really giving serving, even if it's just a half hour of your time, these small tasks, you guys, start changing the brain, changing the brain, changing the brain, then all of a sudden that becomes your new brain. And that old belief, old fear, depression starts silencing itself. Mm -hmm. And I started going, oh my gosh, I now get it what peace means, what joy means, because that part of my brain is silencing the things we're talking about. And yes, giving and serving is a huge part of my journey toward wellness, 100%, and at this point, leading others toward that. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool to hear how the brain reacts to giving mm -hmm. and what is going on within that. And something that you were saying, it made me think about how we are so designed for comfort and yes. for familiarity and sometimes yes. creating peace and joy and a state of real internal peace is more unfamiliar and uncomfortable than maybe the anger, depression, annoyance, lower vibrational right. things of just feeling blah, because that's what's familiar. Right. Exactly. So when I say to everybody that your brain is an automatic search engine and it's lazy, when I say it just wants safety, it doesn't mean it really knows what safety is. Hey, lovely. If you are ready to take the lead in your life, if you are ready to cultivate self-love that empowers you, inspires you, and allows you to take action on the things that really matter to you in your life, then Glow Self-Love Mastermind is open for enrollment. There is a link in the show notes that you could be able to join. This is a six-month mastermind that is for empathetic and spiritual women to come together to create sisterhood, to create empowerment, and to master our emotions. And it's not so much controlling them as it is surrendering to them and allowing for your feminine flow to guide you in your day, how to get into flow, how to create a meditation practice, how to be open to receiving everything that life has to offer. And so if that sounds good to you, there is a link below that you can schedule a free one-on-one -on -one call with me and we can be able to dive into your self-love journey. Here is what Jennifer has to say, a recent graduate of Glow Mastermind. I would say if you're on the fence and you're not sure if you should do it, why? <laughs> you're important. Your own life matters. Self-love is something that I think in society we don't appreciate as much as we should. And having gone through this course, 
it is so important that it's really I'm finding the uh, stem of everything else of work life of physical life of course mental health life and that is something that's so important I don't even want to think about um, having gone through um, this whole 2020 <laughs> without having that mental fortitude and clarity and tools um that i got from glow um because this helped me so much so if you're on the fence investing in yourself is never a bad thing you're always gonna get a return out of it and when you invest in yourself you are also investing in the people in your life because when you're a better version of yourself it brings so much more clarity you're feeding the root of the tree like you are the root of the tree and that is what you're feeding and everything else is going to stem from it and it's going to be so abundant and amazing. So go for it. All right, now let's get back to the episode. Safety for the brain equals what it always knows. That's what I mean. It's an automatic search engine. So I tell everybody this. If you're feeling the feels and little fears, you're stepping out in a venture you know you should try or a new activity or a new, I just moved, you know, and you're feeling all these weird negative emotions. I'm like, honey, that's a good sign. Your brain is fighting you saying, I don't know, this doesn't look familiar. Use it as a good sign that you're stretching and growing because we as humans are the highest in the animal kingdom. And we have this beautiful ability to override our brain and go, you know what? Thank you for serving me. But guess what? I'm driving the bus and I want to grow here. And it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but we're going to a really great space. And I mean that. I call it in the neuroscience world, it's called the amygdala hijack. So our brain is always pulling us back to safety. And if it feels something like something different and is changing, it's going to pull you back. It's going to put you in fight or flight. That's your amygdala. Amygdala is a good thing. If you're really running from a bear, you should be running from a bear. But some of our things we're trying to move into and expand into, the brain also takes as that's running from a bear because it's different. So we can just go, that's okay. I hear what you're saying. Thank you, brain. And or, or that, or that you, we just gave all of you that you can really create by brain dumping, by you know giving and serving, by giving gratitude, by all this stuff that we're talking about saying, I'm driving the bus now and I get to do all these beautiful things with you. And I'm so excited. So thank you so much, Kelsey and, and Jennifer for giving us these tools because now I have tools to override my brain. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's to create mm-hmm. peace and joy. And that's what we all want. That's what we all crave. Ultimately, at the end of the day, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's almost, it's very uh, refreshing to realize that there is an automatic response happening, right? Versus women or people that I work with. And even for myself, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, I, I didn't have the verb, the verbiage or mm-hmm. the language to describe what that fearful feeling was. Mm -hmm. And I use a similar analogy of like befriending the fear, knowing that that version of you is just trying to keep you safe, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know where it is that you're wanting to go. And so put her in the backseat. She gets to come, we get to love her anyways, but she doesn't get to drive. Um, And, you know, I want to hear some of your perspectives too, going into this topic of trusting the unknown. Yes. Um, Because this is right of overcoming that fear, even, even showing up online, right. Or calling someone back, like those micro moments that really feel like fight or flight. What is going on with the brain when all that's happening? 
So that is such a great question, Kelsey. And, and by the way, I love what you just said, wrapping that up, that you guys just knowing that these, as you're stretching into the unknown and it feels uncomfortable, just not knowing it's okay. And that you're just going through the process, like a woman that's birthing, <laughs> you know, you're feeling the pain, but you know, what's on the other side. When you guys just understand that this is part of the process as you're going into the unknown of epicness, it'll help calm you down a little bit because you know it's just part of the process. So thank you so much for saying that, Kelsey, because I 100% agree with that, you guys. Just really listen to those words. When you're tapping into the unknown and you're a little afraid, and you're right, I think social media and getting yourself out there and that whole kind of imposter syndrome we have, or I don't know if it looks good enough and all this stuff that we start comparing ourselves to. And a lot of it, and when I work with a lot of coaching clients and we start looking at the why really beneath that, and I, I call it the seven levels deep why, and I encourage all your listeners to do this. So I think this is a great example. You know, Kelsey, Jennifer, I don't know what to post as a video on social media. I really want to be a coach. I'm not sure if I should do it. I'm really afraid. We start asking why. Why are you afraid? Why do you not want to post? And we do seven levels of why. So what the seven levels would be would be something like this. Okay, Kelsey, you're afraid to post a video online, social media. Why are you afraid to post? You may say... I don't think I, I know enough. I don't think I'm really, you know, educated enough to be a coach. Okay. Why do you think you're not educated enough to be a coach? Well, I just haven't had a lot of certifications and a lot of expertise that all the other people have online. Why do you think you need certifications to be a good coach? Well, I don't know. I guess I kind of grew up thinking that academia and my family made me more powerful and smarter. So you kind of needed that. Well, why do you think that you needed certifications as a child. Was that your story? Was that your parents' story? Hmm. Does that, does that make sense? You take it down. Is it really something that's your story? Then we go deeper yet. Why do you feel you need to have certifications really that your parents thought you should need certifications? And they say stuff like, well, I thought it made me seem more significant. I thought it made me seem more like I was going to be seen if I got really educated. So it comes down to, you don't feel significant enough to be online, right? So you get down to the deeper reason why you don't want to be on. I don't feel I'm significant enough. Then that's when we get to the goodies. Then we look at all your gifts, all the tools that you actually have now, because many of my clients that feel they're not significant enough, like, oh my gosh, I've done so much. Oh my gosh, I have so much wisdom. And then we start going through all their gifts and all the things they can do to serve online. Then their confidence starts soaring. They're like, wow, I don't need all these certifications yet. And I do have a lot of skill set at this point, but you have to get down to the deeper why. And most of the time, the, whatever the, the gut reaction is to why you don't want to get on, oh, I have a lot going on today, or oh, I don't feel like I have enough to put online. When you really get down to the nitty gritty, it's an old belief, old fear that either your parents or someone when you were younger kind of put in you that you thought was truth. And that leads to your significance. Does that make sense? So I encourage oh, yeah. all your listeners, whatever your superficial reason is in this case, to not do something that's going to go into the unknown. In this yeah. case, we're talking about social media. Take the question down seven times like I just did. And you might find it comes back to an old belief, old fear, old behavior that you've held on to as a young kid that actually, and when I coach people, might not be true, might be your parents' belief. And by the way, no judgment. It's just you're on a different path and journey. And then you start going, this isn't actually true. I have all this evidence of all this expertise and all this stuff. And then you get this confidence and you're like, you know what, dang it, I'm going on. So that's the first thing I'm gonna do is the seven levels deep why. 
The second is imperfect action. We talk about that all the time. You guys, yes. the more leaders, the more leaders I interview, the more successful people I am around. And when people ask me all the things, you look like you're rocking all the time. You're never afraid. I'm like, I have failed, failed. I'll put that in quotes, you guys. 80% more times than I have actually succeeded in anything where it got really good. Just to let you know, you should see my first video I ever put on Instagram. It was dark. I was stuttering. I was just like all over the place. There's imperfect action. Then I step back and realize it's not failure. It's a learning moment. And then I tried again and again and again and again. And trust me, guys, everyone you respect out there, if you sit down and interview them, they will say eight days or eight, like 10 times out of whatever, they were honestly failing more than they were succeeding. When I say failure, it didn't come out the way they wanted to. Failure is just a learning moment. So that's the second thing you got to realize. Imperfect action. You guys, I know we hear this all the time right now, but it's you're having a come to Jesus moment right now. And you got to realize the people that get to the next level, whatever that is for you. And by the way, it's different for all of us, is you really have to understand you have to just take imperfect action. And if there's a significance piece tied to you have to be perfect to be significant, that's okay. That's what we coaches are for. <laughs> we start breaking that down and understand that this is part of the process. That screwing things up and getting better is just part of the process. Think of Thomas Edison. If he would have given up after 999 tries of making the freaking light bulb, maybe we wouldn't have electricity or a light bulb right now. I don't know. He finally became victorious on the thousand, I think it was the 1,000th try. Think about that. Think about that. Then it's Thomas Edison. So this is what I'm saying, you guys. Don't compare your story. Trust me, all of us have had to take imperfect action and probably fail or not do it perfectly on anything I try new. But if you're aligned, just super aligned in what you want to do, like, Jennifer, I want to be a coach. And these are my skill sets. And I believe it's in my gut. I feel it on all five senses. I'm like, then go the F with it. <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to move in that direction because as we say, you know, we have more regret from not trying things. They've sh- shown this at the end of people's life, like the things they regret, yes. the things they didn't try. Oh my gosh. I love those studies. And it's so interesting because that's one of the biggest things is I wish I would have like put myself out there more. Yes, I wish yes. I wouldn't have been so afraid of people judging me yes. and like played it safe, you know? Yes. And I love that you're saying that so many of the things that you've done has, has been this imperfect action of, I call yeah. it taking messy action, that it's only yeah. going to feel messy to us. It's not going to look messy to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really does build the confidence it, because it, the mystery's gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's it is, what happens. You know, and honestly, the icing on the cake with the going into the unknown, you guys, I really want you to hear this. Really hear this. It took me 20 years to get this. And this is going to be like the golden nugget for all of you. If you're stepping in the unknown and you're scared, you have to practice super self-love. And that is unconditional love, which guess what that actually is? Self-empathy which means when you screw it up purposely or not, you got to go to her and love her no matter what. And when I got that, everybody, and by the way, that's a part of emotional intelligence is empathy. Self-empathy is unconditional love, self-love, which you need to do when you're doing the inner work to create epicness in yourself and go into the unknown, you guys. You got to have super self-empathy. And if you're struggling with that, that's why we're here. But understand, if you don't have that, you're not showing any love to yourself in any grace. And you think you're going to show any grace out there in the world in the goals you have, or for that matter, when other people, quote, screw up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So self-empathy is the icing on the cake. The unknown, you got to be willing to take the seven levels deep. Why? Why are you afraid? Is it a crappy belief, which most of the time it is? We're going to move you out of that. 
It's an Second, inspired belief too. Most it's, of the it's, time it's like the belief served us at one period in our life yes. and we agreed upon it from someone in our life. But I always like to say, because this just rang true for me is they often have an expiration date. Yes. And that's the thing. Those things serve you for a while. Don't hurt her. Don't harm her. Don't say, oh, you said you learned stuff from her. you got grittier and stronger from her. So take it down and realize and honor what you got from her. It's a beautiful space. You grew so much. And then, you know, second, we got to move it in. You got to take in perfect action. And third, the icing on the cake is the way you do that. Is understand self-empathy, man. We are in this, this thing called the human experience. And, and you don't expect perfection from anybody else. And by the way, again, Thomas Edison was not perfect. And most of the people that you respect have failed a lot more times than they've ever, quote, succeeded. And I say that very lightly because to me anymore, I look for failure. I'm like, where's the learning moment? Last year, I was having so many learning moments. So many people scaled. I had one of my best financial seasons in my coaching season. Not because I was, oh, like, oh, I'm patting myself on the back. It's just because I was so dialed in that people needed this work that we're talking about to get them to the next level. So when you really understand where these old beliefs that have expired and move it forward, sometimes we need more coaching support to get through those. I get that, you guys. That's I have a mentor that helped me with that. Mm -hmm. And then move it within perfect action and separating it from your significance and knowing the best of the best, including you, get to that point within perfect action. And then third, super self-empathy is super self-love. And that's unconditional love. I think it's really funny that we talk about unconditional love. That's what love really is. It's unconditional. And it starts with unconditional love for yourself, unconditional empathy for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can't go anywhere fast and have joy yeah. in your life. I love you myself even when. I yes. love myself even when. That's been yes. huge for me. And so I think especially if we find ourselves in situations where sabotaging or, or going against our own word, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I love myself even when. And yes. this is the step I want to take, yes. right? Because it's like it, it, having that self-accountability. And I love what you're saying about um, the super empathy of the super self-love. Like, I think that's mm -hmm. so, so crucial. I mean, uh -huh. almost everything well, around self-love. I, I, I have a feeling, to be honest, Kelsey, that everybody in your show is probably in some way, shape, or form recovering perfectionists and recovering people pleasers or one or both or some. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, that's where you, you got to let that go and have practice self-love because by the way, side note, as I do more of this coaching, a lot of that, we do the seven levels deep when I work with my coaching clients is there's a shame piece and a significance piece. That's what all that people pleasing. Well, is. yeah, because then the significance is being fed yes. through doing things for other people through saying yes, yes. Can, when we can feel the empathy that other people want a yes. Yes. You know? And so it's learning how to be in that empowered self-expression. Yes. I mean, right. I realize people yeah. pleasing is a dopamine rush, by the way, we get something out of it and perfectionism is a dopamine rush. Okay. So we get something like in that old brain, right. But when we stop ourselves and realize how exhausting that is for one, but two, you can't keep that up forever and realize where it's coming from shame, guilt, significance, peace, and just yeah. honor that and go back to self empathy, self love life gets really easy, even when it's hard. Does that make sense? It's just super self-love, super self-empathy. Life gets really easy even when it's hard. If you guys can even take only that today that you've won, you're going to win this year just by thinking in that perspective and you truly will have the joy that I know Kelsey speaks about so often when she brings people on about and I love it. And that's what we're about. For me, joy and peace kind of go hand in hand, but 100%, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, bringing in even more of that empathy is is the winning and the losing is so subjective, right? Where it's yes. like, because 
I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh my God, I lost last year or anything like that. It's more of, okay, what does that look like for me to, and instead of making it winning and losing, almost how can I make myself proud today? Yeah. What mm-hmm. am, am I proud? Because that's, you know, when you were yeah. talking about letting it go, that requires some self-forgiveness mm-hmm. and requires us to have that like connection with our inner child, because mm-hmm. it's super easy to stay pissed off at our adult self. Cause we could be critical. Of we're course. like, what the fuck, you know, better come on, get it together. <laughs> but we wouldn't right. talk to a five-year-old that way, you know? Right. And so it's like, that's something that's definitely supported me in, in coming back to, I guess maybe we could say even winning the day when it's showing up for that day of like, what does winning look like for me? What would make me proud? Yeah. Yeah. And I think also one thing that helps with um, creating more self empathy and letting go of perfectionism and people pleasing is, is really understanding if there's something that you're struggling with of letting go so you can stretch and grow as a leader, you guys, and I don't care if it's a leader, as a mom, leader of your team is How's it working out for you? Is it serving you? Is it keeping in a low vibration, a low frequency or a high frequency? Mm. And I'm talking about people, places, things. Yeah. And by the way, causing shame just, and guilt. <laughs> yes. And you, by the way, if it's people you need to let go of or create boundaries, that's okay. You know, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they're not your people anymore. Right. Or they need to create some support there where there's a boundary. Right. But what I will say is if we really understand that growing into the unknown that we've been talking about and creating the joy and the epicness that we want does require us to let go of some things. And some things are easier than others. And some of the old beliefs and behaviors are hard to let go of. But even people, places, things actually feed into some of those old beliefs and behaviors, you guys. If Again, if you even take the seven levels deep, why, why you want to keep that person around, why you want to continue doing that task, you'll find some of the ones that you shouldn't be keeping around are some of those old expired beliefs and behaviors that just don't serve you anymore. Remember, you guys, it's not selfish to serve you because when you're serving you and in, in creating this space that you want to bring in the people, places, things that light your fire and fan your gift, you are going to serve people better then you are being selfless, right? So I think that's just a beautiful thing is if you're struggling with letting go of something and you're kind of questioning, you probably should, seven levels deep, just do it again. Yeah, I don't want to hold on to this. And then what do I need to do to step into that new space and let it go or create, you know, some new parameters on it? Mm, I love that. And the seven layers deep is so powerful because it gives people kind of a somewhat of a strategy for journaling. Cause I know a lot yes. of people that listen, they do journal or they're recently into journaling um, or they're, you know, things like that. And so being able to open up that dialogue with ourselves, with our yes. subconscious, with like the inner voice that's going on is yes. so powerful. It's just in, you know, it really comes down to that you're okay. And this is why, you know, it's my jam, Kelsey is emotional intelligence and leadership in any area of your life. I don't care what your goals are for this year. All this that we're talking about, you guys, all these tools, all these tools, brain empathy, self-empathy, journaling, gratitude, understanding yourself, what it triggers you, what empowers you, seven levels deep, all this stuff we're talking about, you know what it requires, you guys? Being still in super self-awareness. And it is the first step in emotional intelligence. Only when you're super aware of where you are, where you are, what's not serving you anymore and where you want to go. And then yes, coaches and some of these techniques we've given you, you then take the second step of emotional intelligence, self-management with tools. And then you create even more epicness and more joy and peace. So all this that we've talked about is really you guys about creating super, super obnoxious. I call obnoxious self-awareness and obnoxious self-empathy and watch 
your life shift even this week. This stuff will shift you quickly, you guys. Just let you know, this the, these tools we've given you are things that can shift you quickly in a day. I'd love to hear DMs from you guys or get back to Kelsey on, oh my gosh, just by listening to this and we try this and it happened. The universe, God wants to work with you. He's like, has all this on a platter and he's saying, work with me. I, I want what you want. I put it in you. So let's do this, Jan. He yeah. wants you to become aware. He wants this dance with you. So once you become super run, you're willing to do this dance with your life. And be yes. like, you know, do the dance. Yeah. Now. And that, things, that life is not here to punish us. And I think that's really supportive when with the people pleasing or the saying mm-hmm. yes, saying when you really mean no is you aren't taking away from someone else when you are saying no, if that's what's in your highest truth. And yes. so it's like everyone else rises when we are honoring the honesty, because yes. I think that's something, you know, like, Oh, well, I don't want to do this. And then I can't do this for someone else. It's like, if it's in an embodied action where it feels in alignment, you feel like, okay, I'm being true to myself. Everyone rises together. I love it. I love what you just said. You gotta, you gotta quote that for yourself, Kelsey. Honoring your honesty, honoring it in that doesn't require pause, mm-hmm. space, silence, on it. Like, what do I really want? Am I doing a bad behavior or old behavior? Like just being super honest, but honoring it and just like, yes. Even if it brings up an old feeling with like, oh, the yuck, you gotta be willing to feel the yuck, you guys. You gotta yeah. be willing to feel the yuck. I call it the feel bads. Is is yeah. anytime you set a boundary, anytime you do something new, anytime you're uh, approaching the unknown, yeah. you gotta get through the feel bads. Yes. And yes. you're gonna feel like, oh, and then you might be like, oh my God, do they feel, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and knowing that, the, that those challenges are creating growth, you know, that same yes. thing we we're talking about that unknown. And trusting, and this has been like the most powerful thing for me too, is is Mm -hmm. trusting in other people's ability to rise in their own time and space. That it is not dependent on me to be a part of that. If I find myself like, you know, there's their business, there's my business, there's God's business. I'm like, where's Mm -hmm. my nose? (laughs) Right, right. And when you you honor your honesty, you are dialing in your intuition, by the way. And I always Mm -hmm. tell everybody, go back to that. Because you'll have like, so the feels, the questions, the people coming at you that maybe don't say things that you like. Like whenever I've made big decisions in my life, I, I always say you have to go back to my intuitive, honoring my truth, honoring my honesty, because in about 30 minutes, Satan's going to come around and start making me question, whether it be through an email, like you shouldn't do that, whatever. I opened up my first PT practice in the 2008 crash. Everybody and their mother that I respected said, don't do that. You're crazy. It's a crash. I don't care how smart you are. You have a great idea, but don't do that. I honest, I honored honored my honesty, my truth. I said, I have to do this. This is not do or die. Me and Uber did fine that year. (laughs) Uber opened, I think 2008, 2009 as well. So what I'm saying is I had all the the yucky feels. You guys just realize when you honor your truth, honor your honesty, that dials in your intuition, you're living your truth. There will be noise. Filter through it, you guys. Stretch and grow. Stretch and Give grow. Give yourself permission, anyways. Yes. And there's that permission slip. Is are you waiting around for someone yeah. to give you permission, and are you willing to give it to yourself? You and, know. And, so and, it's amazing you gave yourself that permission to honor your honesty, even in the midst of a economic crash. And, and you guys, we can't do this alone. I'm going to tell you. You. Yeah. Everybody thinks that we're strong. They always talk, they talk about personal development. You guys, I have my 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 community. 
I have a coach. I have the people that support me when I'm questioning, that give me different ideas, the masterminding, the master connection. That's we all need that. And that's why you have people like Kelsey or like me to really help you and to support you during your journey because we are human. And it's tough sometimes as we're kind of getting through that jungle I talked about with my butter knife. We've all been there, you know, probably many times at some point, but we do need that support. And I encourage all of you, that's probably one of the last pieces, whether you get a coach or just get that community of people that vibe with you, that are willing to stand alongside you to get your vulnerability, your highs, your lows, your strengths, your weaknesses, whatever you call it, and really get supported because we do need that. And that's probably the last piece I would say to people. You got to, you know, what do they say? You're as good as the five people you hang out with, out, around with the most, right? Yeah, that's that vibration. Yeah. That's, that's that frequency. So question that. Step back and go, do I need to let go of this hoo-ha? So I can start creating epicness on the other side and get new people that are at where I want to go. Doesn't, you know, namaste that doesn't, it's okay. They're on a different journey, but you're on a different one too. Let go, let go and grow. Cause that's what this life is about. Again, even a long life is really short. So let's get busy living right from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. The, a quote in there I love, and I still quote it to this day on big stages is get busy living or get busy dying right? <laughs> Which do you want to do? You know? And I think it's important that if you want to live and live well, do these things and we can create joy together. It's great. Mm, that's awesome. I love that. And I'm, I just am such, so in alignment with you about the community and the support. And there's something that's coming to mind that I just wanted to share because you're talking about Thomas Edison. I mm-hmm. read this in a book um, about every night he would hold this ball And he Mm -hmm. would start to fall asleep, which everything that you're saying around creating that stillness and the quiet to Mm -hmm. connect with our intuition. And when the ball would drop is when he would wake up and that's when his ideas would come to me. So he would hold the ball sitting and as he's falling asleep, he would have the ideas because in that stillness of detaching, you know, and so it just reminded me of like Mm -hmm. the combination of that messy action and all those things and creating the community, Mm -hmm. creating that support is so much of it's already inside of us, but we have to calm the chatter in order to hear it Mm. and allow for, Mm -hmm. I call it a low information diet. That's totally serving me. And I'm sure you resonate with that. I love that. And it's so, so true. I love that Kelsey. And it's just really getting quiet, clearing out the noise, getting super self-aware in using little tools and create your community, use the tools we've given you, start there, create a community, you know, reach out to us, yeah. know that we're in this. Glow self-love mastermind is starting I love it. for me. I love it. That's um, great. Yeah. And it's exactly that. It's a community for women uh, that are going through their own empowerment journey of self-love, mm. of learning how those basis of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and how to give and receive yeah. that love you know I love it so how could is do you have any um upcoming things that people could join or any way that they can connect with you a hundred percent so there's a couple of things that they can do they can if they ever just have any questions on anything we've talked about today i'm the most active on instagram and linkedin and you can dm me if you need additional support or have questions about what we spoke about today i am the one that answers my dms and i want to make sure that you guys feel supported from what we said today and my instagram is jennifer watson leadership and so is my linkedin as far as programs coming up i um 
actually starting open enrollment for my other additional one-on-one coaching in February, my next batch of, of people. So if you're interested in connecting with me and getting support and just learning a little bit more about what I do in my program, I do have a free discovery call that you can actually go to the link that's right on my website at jenniferwatsonleadership.com or you can just DM me on my Instagram and I can send you the link if you're interested in that. I'm in the middle of a group um, group coaching right now, but the one-on-one we're going to be doing again in February. And I would love, I would love to connect with any of you that are interested in that and me just coming alongside you to create your wellness, your leadership, and ultimately your legacy. And we have a pretty powerful program to do that. So I'd love to come alongside you and do that. Amazing. All right, guys, if you're listening to this episode, and if you loved it, go ahead and send it to a friend. Or if you are on a walk or if you're doing your laundry or whatever it is that you're doing, you could take a screenshot of maybe what you're looking at or a screenshot of the podcast itself and post it to your story. Tag me, tag Jennifer. We would love to um, continue a a personal conversation on there because I know that's how, Jennifer, that's how we met. We slid into each other's DMs and we're like, oh, hey, what you doing over there? I see you. (laughs) I I was, you guys, all I did was, Kelsey was like, I like your magic, girl, and I want to connect with you that's how it starts sometimes so remember that's how everything starts takes the take the stretch take the growth reach out to us because we get excited to help serve you because that's our bread and butter and i know it (laughs) yes all right cool well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast here at joyfully you and you guys there's going to be links in the show notes so some of the stuff she mentioned you could be able to just click below um and i always like to ask people i want to interview them um it, to complete the sentence, okay? Self-love is. Unequivocally yourself. Unequivocally yourself, hands down would be my answer. <laughs> love it, love it. Thank you so much. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. And Jennifer Watson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Mwah. Bye guys, see you on the next episode. <laughs>